Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it just put your trust in him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Hello, everyone, and thank you for once again checking out the Get Happy with Jay podcast. We've been on a hiatus. I wish I could say the hiatus was for good reasons. I've had uh, three funerals of relatives and close friends, and sometimes you just have to practice self-care, which is what this show is all about, like learning how to take better care of yourself mentally, physically, and in every other way. So I just had to take a step back and get myself in the right headspace to be able to get back to the podcast. So I am so ecstatic to be with you guys. I'm telling you, in the last month, month and a half that we've been gone, there's been <laughs> pure craziness and foolery on <laughs> all told. levels that like have been word. going on. So I had to foolery, bring foolery. the happy squad <laughs> back. So I am so pleased to have my co-host Karen Wilson and my recurring guest, who I might as well say is the co-host at this point. Yeah, he's the family now. He's the family. And he's family. So Michael you, Hurt is with us hello, once hello, again, hello. brand ambassador for the wonderful brand of Indigenous Say What it, Protocol. Indigenous Protocol, who's <laughs> putting out even more products. Now you got a dress, and I was thinking, yes. That kind of be a little. Well. It's doing well, and I want to say that that is a very nice dress. I I sold two of them yesterday. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Shameless I'm plug. Like, shameless I think plug. that would look good on my hips. Okay, it's a, it's nice. it's very yeah. figure flattering. I think for all shapes. Very so nice, nice. we'll have to give your information at the end of the show Absolutely. to let people check out your merchandise. But thank you both for being with us, and Thanks to everyone that's listening to us. I always am interested to know. How you guys are checking us out? Are you listening on iTunes? Are you checking us out on Spotify, on the website, GetHappyWithJay.com? Either way you're listening to us, we are so pleased that uh, you have decided to take the time to check out the show. And today we're going to be talking about a variety of things, but I think mostly we're going to be talking about activism. What does it mean today? And of course, we can't talk about activism without talking about the Colin Kaepernick situation, which has been elevated once again with uh, the recent events this past week with Jay-Z signing the deal with the NFL. So we have got tons to get into. So welcome, everyone. And we always encourage you guys to join the conversation by sending us a message. We've got a Facebook page, Get Happy With Jay, or you can send a comment to the website. So let's get right into it you guys there's so much to talk about what else in the world that's going on that you want to talk about before we dig into jay-z and the nfl what's been sticking out to you so many i mean and that's that is an that is an actual understatement it's 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 everywhere you turn there's there's stuff you know what i mean mm -hmm. and and you can't help but step into it or i mean it's there and and, and it kind of 
it, it doesn't only trickle down, it, 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 it's airborne. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's in the atmosphere, so. I can't even pick one. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right in there. I don't want to um, I don't want to continue giving him power or any kind of mm -hmm. praise. But I'm really uh, it's been bothering my spirit that every day they've been talking about Jeffrey Epstein and we've heard nothing about what's going on on the border. You know, it's like it's like it's, they're trying to distract us. And I, I was like, okay, the person has passed away now. He can't speak for himself. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want anyone to be, you know, murdered or anything like that. But let's just keep it 100. He really wasn't a good spirit. And nobody's really going to miss him, okay? But to me, it just seems like the media has globbed on. And every day you can't, they're talking about what happened to in his final hours. Or what's doing this and what's doing that. And I was like, we've got bigger things to worry about. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? These poor souls that are being... Um, uh, that they uh, raided in uh, Miss was it Mississippi or Oklahoma at that mm -hmm. work, mm -hmm. and these poor babies left at school. Mm -hmm. I mean, cry. Could you imagine? Now, my mother was always she was a single mom, and she was always the last one to pick me up. But I mean, she I knew eventually she was gonna come. Okay. She's <laughs> she's yeah, she's like, don't you accept a ride? Because if I show She'll up and you're not here, and I gotta try to chase you down. <laughs> but I mean, how cruel! And then they demonized. The workers, but I was like, "How about the people who hired him without papers? Mm -hmm. Where where are they at? You know." Yeah, and in the community where we grew up, and I knew this because you know I was such good friends with so many of the uh, Mexican Americans that were uh, in the community, and there were so many businesses in that community that would pay these folks under the table slave wages. Mm -hmm. And there'd be like, they'd be living in houses 20, 30 deep, just yeah. under horrific conditions. Yeah. So this yeah. stuff has been going on for years. Yeah. But yeah, what about what's gonna happen to these business owners mm -hmm. who were illegally hiring people? And once again, it comes from the top because Trump, with his shady self, yeah. has been hiring them at Mar-a-Lago and oh all of his God. other businesses for oh decades. Yes, he has. So yes, it's like has. for the person talking about how horrible Mexicans right. are and that they're rapists and they're this and that, they're good enough to clean Mar-a-Lago yeah. and whatever else he yeah. had them doing. Yeah. They are not taking any jobs anybody wants. Now, I'm not saying not. picking strawberries is a bad job, but somebody needs to do it. You know what I'm saying? And, how and, many, and that's not a very long line no, of takers no, on that. No, absolutely. So, and, and I watched a documentary on PBS not too long ago. It costs a lot to become a citizen. Yeah. Just getting here, number yeah. one, costs a lot of money, but then they have to go through and um, they have to pay to take that exam. And um, they were they the documentary followed this um, group of immigrants that worked at this donut shop in New York City. And you know they they always lived in fear that somebody was going to come, just like what happened. And then um, you know scraping the money together to be able to take the the citizens exam and all this other stuff. They got a lot to contend with, and most of them are tax paying citizens. They are. I would agree. I mean, the thing—the thing of it is, like, like, like you said, Jay. Um, what's going to happen to these businesses who have benefited from that? You know, almost free labor. You know yeah. what I mean? And well, the, hopefully, they're going to get some divine payback, and that they're going to have to close their doors <laughs> right. because hello, right. you have no workers. Right. But let me throw right. this at you because we're all African Americans in this little <laughs> squad today. How? 
concerned should we really be as African-Americans about what's going on? I mean, of course, I'm not talking about the horrors at the border and basically we've got concentration camps going on. Of course, that is despicable. It's disgusting. It's inhumane. But I'm talking about the issues of immigration as a whole. How concerned should we be? Because if you're looking at it like this, Right now, as of today, we are now, as African Americans, the number two minority group. Mm -hmm. We are 14% of the United States. Latinos are now making up 18%. Mm. And that number is growing way faster than we are. So with that being said, and with all the issues that we have as black folk to contend with, how concerned should we actually be with what's going on with immigration? So, <clears throat> so are you saying go on and, and it should be them and not us? Like harass them instead of us? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying that because I'm a firm believer when one group is being ostracized, attacked, oppressed, then it's a trickle-down effect to where it's going to affect other people. You know what I'm saying? So right now it might be Latinos that are being that are the focus but at the same time that they've got what they're going on i just recently read this past week that do you know the number one cause of death of african-american men is death by police yeah Yeah. it's more than aids it's more than heart disease more than disease the number one cause of death of black men is death by police and what i'm saying is i'm not saying that we shouldn't care about what's going on with other people, but I think there's enough people focused on that to where we always take our eyes off what is important to what's going on with us to go cape for all these other people who right. don't necessarily return the favor. That's exactly right. And I'm like, you know, we're still being we're we're being murdered out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. And so the focus has been taken off of, like, where's Black Lives Matter? All these groups that were bringing attention to uh, police brutality, which is getting worse and worse and worse. It's it's almost becoming, you know, in in, in the weirdest kind of way, it is almost becoming the norm. Um, To a certain extent, I think, um, a certain percentage of people are almost desensitized to Mm -hmm. it. That that is and that's that's to say that is even sick. But to answer your question, as far as you know, how how concerned which should we be as black people? Um, I, black people have had since they came over here on this, got off the well while they were on the slave ships, they had to keep their heads on a swivel. Mm-hmm. Had mm-hmm. to keep their heads on a swivel. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the intensity um, lessens or gets any. You know, we can we can chill out a little bit here now. It's never been that, and it's never going to be that. So I don't know. I think your average black person is just we we expect trouble. We 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 just always we got to have a sixth sense. Somebody just had a meme on not that I'm okay. <laughs> Somebody just had a meme on Facebook right, that right. said leaving your house and coming back. Thank God. You know, I mean, little stuff. Yeah, just a little, little stuff, stuff because like I was my my sister. Um, has been overseas now for almost well for ten years. She'll be over there in twenty twenty. She'll be overseas ten years. She spent eight years in the Middle East. Now she's in Morocco, 
And I said, there is something inherently wrong when she's safer over there in the Middle East yeah. than I am yeah. here in America. Yeah. And I said, if you lived your life in fear and were not saved and knew uh, and a child of God, you would never leave your house and order everything on Amazon because they have taken our inalienable right to go to work, go to church, go yeah. to school. Yeah. You can't go to the gas station. Now can't you can't even, can't even go to shopping. You can't do anything. You can't even go to Walmart. You know. I mean, I mean, you. I, and I, when I worked in the mall. This was in the 80s, early or late, uh, let's see, yeah, late, late 80s, early 90s. And I worked in the mall and I used to have fear of them shooting the mall. And, and then the way our mall yeah. was set up, I worked in the back of the store. So I figured if they came in, I had a, I had a plan. So, but now to think, you know, 20 years later, that stuff is coming to fruition. I mean, help me understand how we got here. This is craziness. Wow. Well, yeah, it's it's something that I think about. I was just at Walmart this past week, and normally, thankfully, my husband kind of likes to shop so I can send him, and I'll, like, sit in the car or whatever. But this time, um, I we both went in because usually if I'm sitting in the car, I'm thinking – if I see something go down, if I see somebody coming in there with body armor or strapped, I could call and be like, babe, go out the back, you know, do something. And it's just, it's really, it's a sad day in America where you really seriously have to have like almost a, a plan mapped out, like what a what if scenario, if this happens, what am I going to do? Or, but yeah, I just find myself thinking more about safety than ever before and it's ridiculous to have to live like that and it's especially frustrating when the number one reason by far that we have to think about this is white domestic terrorism that is correct and, and so the, the, here's the thing with that okay so i'll use myself personally i i drive a 99 ford f-150 to work every day and pretty much everywhere i go i have a nice car in my garage okay but I feel safer driving the 99 Ford F-150. You're less conspicuous. Because it's, 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 it's yeah. got a little rust going on at the bottom. You know, it's dirty most of the time. Nobody's going to be jealous of that. And <laughs> I have. I did. I did have a, a pretty bad incident uh, where I got pulled over by the Peoria Heights police. No way. Give them a shameless plug. Um, okay. And I was in my nice car. Mm-hmm. And why did you pull me over? I mean, why were you even checking for me? You know what I mean? So they, they can they can they can they can say anything. They they can do anything. And that's the thing that is that is the thing that is wrong with um you know, the the law. At the, at that at the policeman level, they can do anything. They can give you a ticket reckless eyeballing. Yeah. And you have what to comply. That? You have to comply. Yeah, or else you're Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, did you, speaking of the reckless eyeballing, are you referencing there was a story, and I can't remember what state it was, that a black man got, I don't know if he was arrested or at least questioned by the police. Now, this just happened in the last couple weeks for looking at a white woman that said, oh, he made me feel uncomfortable by looking at me. I have not. So it's like, like now we're back to that. We are literally back to that. This is ridiculous. And 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 my thing is, when these ridiculous calls, nonsensical calls come to police, Mm -hmm. why are you responding on this foolishness? Because they have a choice to say on the phone, like when you call 911, you're going to get to like a 911 operator. I 
horrifically was one for a short period of time. <laughs> God bless. I couldn't handle it. I lasted six my, my months. My niece used to be as well. She says she couldn't. Yeah. She so when that call comes through to the 911 operator, there has to be some kind of filter that goes on or something that says, let me let you speak to a desk sergeant and not even necessarily send someone out right away. Let me let you speak to someone. That way someone can say, can, can determine rightfully, Correct. is this something that we should be wasting taxpayer dollars to send someone out? That's all it is. It's a waste. It's a potentially dangerous situation if you get some right. gun-happy police officer that wants yep. to go out and just yep. mess with someone. Anyway, and it's just there has to be some recourse, too, for the people that get the police called on them for yes. nothing. Yeah. And, the thing of, and, and the other thing with that is this. It is, is in a nutshell for me, it is weaponizing. You're weaponizing the law because it's kind of like, um, you know, you, you want harm to come. That's to what that I person think. When they come mm-hmm. out, that's called. That's what I call weaponizing. Yeah, You're like weaponizing. you know that there is at least a small chance that something horrific can go yeah. down. Yes, because I'm a person of color. That is correct. And when you call the police on me, you are wanting harm to come yes, to that, me. That's what that is. It's, not, it's nothing less than that. And you have to call it what it is. And one of the biggest problems in in this country, uh, I, I, I probably could go broader than that, but in this country, is people don't call it what it is. No, it's racism. Now, I'm going to tell you something about the word racism. Most racists, the first thing they'll say is, I'm not a racist. Mm-hmm. I've never met one that didn't say yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I've I got a black, a black friend. friend. You know, my sister's married you, to a black man. You count them? Something. Yeah. And see, the other, thing, the other thing they know, like I'll say even in the workplace, they count, they hang their hats on nothing's going to be done anyway so you can claim that all you want to and in many cases it hurts the person because it, it, it tattoos them he's a troublemaker that is the same old stuff that went back down in the 40s down in mm-hmm. mississippi you know in the 40s and the 30s and just for black men period black men to me are black people are the most despised people to ever walk the face of god's earth and unprotected were yes. unprotected. Unprotected. Mm-hmm. And that's because they, 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 don't, they don't like you. They don't, want you. they don't want you to exist. But I heard a man say one time, and I, I won't take credit for it. I, I borrowed it from him. He said, the thing with black people, they are the conscious of America. And they are in many mm-hmm. ways. I absolutely can believe that. They are the conscious. Mm-hmm. Every time you see a black person, you think you probably have this preposition that says, hey, he probably feels like he's being discriminated. Um, I even experience what they call um, white guilt. Uh, oh, no. No, no. We're, we're coming to a four-way stop now. This is kind of funny, but it's true. We're at a four-way stop. You were there for like two days. I just pulled up. You're like, no, no, no. You go first. No, no, no. no. You go first. <laughs> No, yeah, that no, 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 overcompensation. <laughs> and then when you go first, they're like, oh, I did my work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I was nice. Let me pat myself reparations, baby. on the back. Reparations. See? Uh, <laughs> I'm being silly, but it's true. Yeah, but and it's And sometimes true. I won't. T- if I'm in a hurry, I'll take them up on it. I'll be like, no, 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 no. You were here first. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I've had, I think we can all say we've had oh my similar God. things it's called happen. White yeah. Now, 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 speaking of white guilt, let me throw this in. There's a movie. Oh, it's probably 20 years old. Has either of you ever seen White Man's Burden? Yes. 
Have you ever no. seen that? Oh my God. Yeah. You gotta see it. You gotta see it's got it. Harry Belafonte and John Travolta yeah. in it. They're the main characters. Wow. It's, it's, it's the flip. Uh-huh. White people are the minority. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. The, and Harry Belafonte is like, like it's awesome. He's worth, he's worth, <laughs> Harry Belafonte is worth like $75 million and he owns all these companies. You got to see it. It's yeah. timeless. I'll have to watch it and I will like come times. back and, and let you guys yeah. know what I think and yes, kind of yes. review like it. Ed's burden. A lot of people have never seen that. I have it was not. Extremely underrated. I think extremely it, I underrated. Think I think it only spent like a little time in the theater and then it went straight it to, video. to video. Okay. My brother told me about it yeah. and then I watched Man, it. I watched that yeah. probably 15 years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, and it's, what did you say? White, White man's, man's burden. burden. White man's burden. Yep. Okay. So yep. I love the term. I love the homework other assignment yes, to yes, all of yes, our yes, happy yes, listeners, yes. including your girl, Jay. <laughs> we will definitely have to watch that film yes. and come back and yes. talk about it. Yes, yes. Now let's uh, move on to today's main topic. We're going to be talking about the Jay-Z deal with the NFL and how that reflects upon uh, the Colin Kaepernick situation. We all know that Colin Kaepernick is still without a job, but he did uh, reach a settlement. He and one of his friends, Eric Reed, they reached a settlement with the NFL, and it's almost like Colin Kaepernick's you-know-whats were cut off with this deal because he's not been able, there's a gag order on it. He can't even talk about how much the settlement was. And people are saying that he got like maybe $10.2 million or something, which if that's the truth, that's nothing. That's nothing compared to what he would have made as a player and what he was playing. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's being said that that's what it is. I'm like, first of all, that is a drop in the bucket to the billions of dollars the NFL is making every year. And so his friend Eric Reed, who was part of the settlement as well, who, interestingly enough, is still playing. Mm-hmm. He's still taking a knee, though, and he's mm-hmm. being very outspoken. And he's saying, as long as I'm in the NFL, I'm going to still give him hell and I'm going to mm-hmm. call stuff out. Mm-hmm. So kudos to him for at least still being vocal. Yep. And then along comes this deal with Jay-Z and the NFL. What are your thoughts initially? (laughs) Okay. I'm going to – I mean, you can't go against the GOAT. Come on. Jay, I am – a hip hop head from way back. From way back. Way back. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. From the 70s. And he's been in the game. So my thing is, I'm going to take a wait and see attitude and just see how this plays out because everything takes time. And like we've been saying, you can't affect change unless you're at the table to make change. And so this might be baby steps towards him, um, you know, taking it on a team. And then maybe in a couple of years, he might say, hey, Cap, come on and let's do this. So, so I, I'm I'm not trying to say I'm I'm not saying he's a sellout. I'm because everybody knows my cred. You know I'm not a sellout. Right. Okay. I I've got receipts, and I'm down. So <laughs> I'm in this, and um, so receipts, yeah, baby. So I got receipts, and uh, so 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 that's my take on it. Let's just wait and see. Uh, gather everything together before we jump. Uh, jump to conclusions because there's a lot of stuff that are unknown at this particular time so I'm going to keep an open mind Michael I know you have done some extensive research and 
So I can't wait to hear your perspective on this because you have even more information coming into the show about this than I do because I've only heard snippets of the press conference and not in its entirety. So bring it, brother. What do you think? Okay, here, here's the deal. I just kind of immersed myself within the last 24 hours in this. I, I knew half of it, but I didn't know all the little details and the components and everything. So here, here's how I see it. You got these two buckets, you know what I mean? On this side, people can say, well, Jay-Z is a sellout. And it's kind of hard to, you know, rebut that in some cases. But then on the, other, on the other hand, you have people that are saying, hey, actually, this might be a brilliant move. This is kind of insidious. He's getting in, and then we're going to win. Or, or something to that effect. But it's the way he's getting in yeah. that is, you have to admit it's somewhat problematic and that it's like here they're using a black person for the minstrel show. We're always the entertainment. And they're bringing him in. A big chunk of what he's going to be doing is like producing uh, the halftime show for the Super Bowl. They're also talking about that extending to uh, the music from the week to week games and things like that and like you know the artists that will come up with songs and the theme and the whole musical right, aspect right. of the NFL yep. and it's like why do we have to be the entertainment why do we have to be the minstrel show our black skin is making billions of dollars on the fields already yes, yes. again entertainment <laughs> somewhat of a minstrel show but part of the deal that sounds to me more promising than this uh the musical aspect is that it came out a couple of days later that as part of this deal he's part owner of a team which is huge yes, because yes, if is. you're talking about right. power and a seat at the yeah, table yeah. ownership yeah. is the big thing because yeah. these billionaire owners are running the show and so i think that lends more power and cred to this deal the fact that he is an owner yeah. but we also kind of have to question it because this is not the first time that jay-z has been kind of used as the face of something right. a few years ago we were talking off um, mike about how he was used by russian oligarchs who came in and bought the Brooklyn Nets, mm -hmm. and part of that deal, they uh, completely gentrified that part of Brooklyn, which really hurt, it displaced. Now, we've had a whole show about gentrification, which right. I encourage our listeners to go back and listen to, because it lends to this conversation as well. So they came in, they bought up blocks and blocks, which of course displaced people, Brooklynites that had been there for decades. And uh, part of the problem and made it problematic is when they were doing all these this building and gentrifying, they weren't hiring black workers. So there was all this protest going on. Dr. Cornell West was one of the, the leaders of this. And then all the protests kind of came to a halt when all of a sudden they made Jay-Z the face of the Brooklyn Nets. His face was all over billboards yes, yes. and street signs. Yeah. And they were they were pumping this up like, this black man, he's one of the owners of the Nets. And as it turns out, when the truth came out, he owned less than 1%. Less than 1% than 1 of the team, but yet they used him as a mm -hmm. black face 
to shut down the protests and the resistance to the shady stuff that happened with that deal. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are concerned that, okay, is Jay-Z once again for the almighty dollar being used as the face of white supremacy? So here's the thing with that. Uh, during this whole topic when I was reading and, and kind of, you know, um, doing a little research on, on things, I try to put myself in Jay-Z's shoes. I try try to think, how is how would Jay-Z be thinking? Mm -hmm. So we use the word a lot. I read it. They, it was all, every, everything I read had the word use, you know, use, he, they used him. But I, some, I, I can't help but think that maybe Jay-Z is like, what's the usury? The exchange was more than equitable for me because he's not going to tell you what the, you know, no. what, how much money he got out of the deal. Right. And then before I came down here, just like I just right like five minutes before I left the house, I saw something on my tablet, and it said that part of the deal was he would become the he would have the controlling interest of a team. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're saying was really the mm -hmm. icing on the mm -hmm. on the cake. Mm -hmm. You know, basically he could and say he I'm might, on. he might change it to give it some flavor. You know, in in the in the past yes. Yes. it's been country. Yeah. Now we might have some R&B. That is correct. You know what I'm saying? I said yeah. uh, no shade to <laughs> Carrie Underwood or Absolutely. any of the other people, great, great but let's artists. have some flavor. She's a wonderful singer, great and I like artists. her. Yeah. But let's have some flavor for yeah. us. That's all I'm saying. Yep, 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 yep. <clears throat> um, I also have to give some credit, too, because I've been listening to a lot of the talking heads on YouTube, which is really an interesting space if you're looking for different points of view. It is. So there's this one podcast called <clears throat> Urban X, and uh, this dude called The Black Dot is a part of that show. Mm -hmm. And he had a very interesting way of looking at the whole Kaepernick situation. And I really, I don't want to say it, I'm not saying it as smoothly as he did, but he was like, everybody's caping, for Kaepernick, right. but when you actually literally look at what he did, what little to nothing was accomplished, right. honestly, right. from right. what he did, right. he was like, he kind of used this analogy, take yourself at your job, whatever your job is, wherever you work, and you say one day, you know what, I'm just gonna sit at my desk, or maybe I'm just gonna stay <laughs> home <Right>. indefinitely, <clears throat> Right. Because I am going to protest whatever. Right. Like, I'm going to protest the death of dolphins or whatever <laughs> whatever issue you pick. And you say, you know, I'm going to set it out for this <laughs> reason or that right, reason. Right, right, right. And then you expect, you dare your company to say anything to right, you. Right. You dare them to fire you or whatever. And after you've sat it out or caused a ruckus at that job, now, mind you, that job doesn't have anything to do with what's going on with the dolphins or whatever your issue is, right? They don't have anything to do with it. Right. They're not going out and, in Kaepernick's situation. They're not going out and directly shooting black people no, or whatever. But you're bringing all this attention and ruckus to them. And it's like, if that was you and you were the business owner, what the heck would you do? And see, that's, you'd, that's, fire yeah. the, you'd fire the yeah. ninja, too. Yeah. And see, the thing of it is, that's what people have to understand. I'm not saying that <clears throat> Kaepernick's all the way right, and I'm not saying the NFL is all the way wrong. But what I am going to say is this. This is something, you know, 
Jay-Z is a lyricist. I mean, the dude yeah. is, he, he has what I call lyri lyrical, lyrical dexterity. Yeah, I mean, he, the, dude, the dude is, he, and you know what's crazy? Um, I like Jay-Z, um, but I'm more of, I'm a bigger fan of his business moves. So that said, he has a line on it, you remember the song? He said, and, and it was brilliant how he said it. He said, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man. Mm -hmm. So that's what you have to understand when you're dealing with a Jay-Z. Jay-Z could go and buy coal, could be seen in Walmart buying some Colgate, um, Colgate uh, toothpaste, mm -hmm. and it goes through the roof, you know, whoever yeah. owns Colgate. And here's the other facet that people kind of, I don't think they think about. See, you have people, um, you have people in our communities all across this country and in diverse parts of the world that have such an iconic status that it's hard to see them doing something wrong. It's hard, they, they, most of them have one name, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Oprah. I mean, what I'm saying is that they are accomplished in their own right, and they are businesses, they're entities, but they are not beyond, you know, reproach. Right, you have every right to look at a situation critically, to you know have some analytical thinking because when you when you look at these huge people these huge artists like an Oprah like a whoever you also have to say it's wonderful what they've done just being the fact that they're a figurehead when you look at Obama if you criticize his policies or whatever the fact that he was there and he was president means so much to decades of children who now have seen a black president so there's yeah. you know you have to look at things that way but then you think at the micro level how are they changing lives how are they changing the narrative for black people are they getting more seats at the table because of who they are so basically what i'm saying is it just benefiting you or is that spreading out in a meaningful way to the greater black community? Right, now to that point, let me say this. Um, in the press conference, and I'm gonna kind of paraphrase, um, Charlemagne kind of went in on Jay-Z and asked him basically how can he do that? And the first thing Jay-Z said was, he said, great question. He said, here's the thing, there's two parts to a protest. He said, the one part is you air your grievance. You say, hey, that's foul. How you, how you gonna do me like that? Mm -hmm. He said, the second part is the company that says, okay, we hear you. He said, so what, what's gonna make this right? How do we get to the next level? He said, so it's two parts to that. And, and, and the way I took it, and then, and then this, well, let me back up. This other reporter, this, I don't know this guy, he, he asked the same question in a roundabout way, and Jay-Z said, oh, and he asked about the kneeling, the kneeling, and Jay-Z, I have never seen him visibly irritated. He, he kind of, and, and you know, I know this is a podcast, so you can't see me. But so the guy was over here, and Jay-Z looked, and then he did like this. He said, he said, kneeling, kneeling. We, we, we have to get past the kneeling. So that's where that statement came yes. from. Yes. Okay. We got to get past the kneeling. We do. We, we do, do. Because yes. at the end of the day, activism isn't to help you. No. It's to help the people behind you. And then this, yeah. and so somebody else made a comment and he said here's what you have to understand he said we have to get past the kneeling and i'm okay with protest he said but i'm i'm a, I'm, I'm down with all kinds of protests so he said it's for the greater good that's yeah. how i took it yeah, so how will this satisfy you 
as a as a black person with this Jay-Z NFL deal, what is the result going to look like to you that will have made this worth it for Jay-Z to do this? I think personally, this is just my own personal view, I think, um, I really don't think the, the kneeling got any any results, okay? Any results. And neither really has marching. No. You know, we went through our stance of marching yeah. and Black Lives yeah. Matter, and where did that get us? Yeah, and see, the thing of it is, this is another thing, um, there's, there's nothing new under the sun. So I would say, I'd say uh, for the last, I'm not going to say the last, but I'd say for many years, uh, a guy named Jackson and a guy named Sharpton played the same role. They mm-hmm. took on the face of whatever to calm the people down. And got paid. And got paid. Let's tell the truth and shame Al, the devil. Al, Al got his perm put in again and, you know, and Jesse was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. So my thing is this is nothing new. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But at the same time, it's not a cookie-cutter process. So personally, I think there are going to be there, – there's going to be some, 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 some good fruit, you know, um, that will come from this thing. So it'll come to fruition. But I don't, it's not going to happen overnight. So in the greater discussion about activism, what does that mean to you today? In 2019, we'll, we'll be soon to be in 2020. What is activism today and what should it be? Well, <clears throat> we were talking about this not too long ago and how relevant NAACP is today versus what it was in the 60s and the 70s and everything. And it still has a place. It really does. But you have to meet people where they are. And, and like I was saying, I said, you have to re- you have to respect people's station in life. And um, so the, the, the seasoned saints, you know, back in the, in the 50s and 60s, they couldn't go places. They couldn't do things. They that couldn't have true. jobs. So I said, that's why we started meeting at, at Big Mama's house is because there were no restaurants for us to go to, right? So, right. so fast forward to the 80s and 90s, and you've got, um, you know, we made some inroads. We still have tons of work to do. But you've got people who have always had a smartphone, have always had the computer. Um, uh, I always use this thing. My, I was babysitting my little cousin. And, I, and our house still had um, a rotary phone in the kitchen on the wall. So he what was coming that? up. Yeah, he did. He had no idea. He was all of like nine. Cousin, and I said, here, that? I said, here, call your mom so she can come pick you up. And he looked and he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? do? I just talking to yeah, him he's like, he didn't know how to, he didn't know how to dial it or nothing. So it really kind of brought back to the, to, to me that I was like, you've got people who have no idea what it's like to be denied. Right. You know, they've always, they, they had Obama in office for the first 10, 14 years of their life or eight years of their lives. Right. They've always had a smartphone. They've always had the computer. Uh, I, I, as a, uh, like I said, I came through the seventies. I once turned the TV off until I could get to Walgreens to buy wa- uh, batteries for the remote. That that's that's where I was at. Yeah. <laughs> confessions. I, yes. Confessions. 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 <laughs> and I, I mean, because I was the one who always had to turn the channel when we had one, you know, the dial and three three channels. So um, I know that's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so you've got to you have to respect people's station in life. And so with that being said, going forward. 
maybe a march or anything really isn't going to do thing. But how about uh, hitting them in the purse? How about a boycott? Um, are we still on board uh, boycott and Gucci? What, what's what's going on with that? Maybe if you put something negative on Facebook, I was told one letter um, equals 10,000 voices. So maybe if you throw some stuff on social media, Twitter, Facebook, people will take notice. Maybe that's where we have to go. <laughs> but I think one of the, the biggest problems with the black community in general, we are void of leadership. And without leadership, there's no focus on an agenda. Right. And when we're looking at 2020 and who we're going to vote for, you know, we're just months away from the primaries, the Democratic uh, primary. Yeah, there's still too it's many people. It's still a herd yes, running. Yes, yes. And through yeah, all that, it's like, who's a leader to sit, to sit down and say, this is our agenda? These are our demands. Mm -hmm. And I think until we have that, the civil rights movement had leadership. Yes. Yeah. And we do not have that now. And I think without that, without someone to say, this is what our focus is going to be. And our focus needs to be laser-like. Right. We need and, laser and focus. Very clear. Clear, laser Very focus. Clear. And who are the people to say, this is what our demands are, Democratic Party or whoever party. If you want our vote as a whole, as right. a lump, right. we expect X, Y, Z, and right. nothing less. Nothing less. We're not. We're not going to. And see, the thing. The thing with that is this. So you go back to the days of um, Martin Luther King. You know, and, and 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 he wasn't the only leader, but I mean, he's he's probably one of the most prominent, I, I would say, of that era uh, as it relates to civil rights. Um, so. You hear about him marching, but and but 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 there's another side where he was in jail, you know, and 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 multiple times, you know. So people, what I'm saying is, people, I think people when they think leader, it's all warm and fuzzy. It's it's grimy. Yeah, it, is. It's it involves scary. sacrifice. Yes, even Malcolm X. And is people, scary. people literally yes. sacrificed their lives during that time. The people like, that like were literally, bombed, like literally murdered yeah. in horrific right. ways right. In, you name it and I think now as a whole it's about my four and no more if me and my right. little family nucleus are doing <laughs> right. okay right. then kind of screw everybody else like I'm not going to put my job or my whatever in jeopardy for the greater good of what and we are we just do not we're not willing to make those sacrifices now the one thing i do respect the heck out of colin kaepernick for is that he did sacrifice something yeah, he, he, he lost his career lost his job yeah now he's gotten some money from nike and his settlement for the nfl right, right, right. but he lost his career something that he worked his entire life to achieve and what you have as to also, an athlete absolutely what you also have to understand i don't know how old cap cap is exactly but he is in the extreme prime of his career a football career is not very long no. it's a young man's game yeah so like so with like any one, sport it's a, with the, yeah and so like one guy said i forget his name uh listen to him on youtube he said here's what you have to understand he's in the prime of his of his of his career right now he is at his best he's peaking you know so it starts to go this way after a couple more years and after not only that he says here's what you have to understand he was totally against jay-z he says here's what you have to understand not only is he not only are 
their quarterbacks in the NFL that are older than him. And busters, period. And busters, yes. And then he said, but what you have to understand, there's also teams out there that would kill to have his skills. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's really, it, it, is, it is such a sad commentary. You know what I mean? That it had to come to that. All because this man, he, he was protest, protesting all things that were uh, non-tolerant or intolerant. You know, in the country, it was from everything from NFL to black men being smoked. I mean, that's all. And, so and it was it, peaceful. It was very, very peaceful. It doesn't get any more peaceful than that. You can't get more peaceful than taking the knee. It, it doesn't right. get any more peaceful. And, and look how they turn that as being unpatriotic. Right. It had nothing to do with well, the military well, or um, being patriotic. It, it, it's like, so you're going to be conscious, therefore you're going to be... Uh, um, Racist, I guess. Is so, what it is. so, 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 one of the biggest proponents of that is that Agent Orange in the in the White House. Oh, you know, wouldn't you like? Wouldn't you, <laughs> Wait a minute, I was wouldn't you like to see one of these owners when they nail? Just kind of tell him you're fired. Get out of here. Just inciting violence. Oh, yeah. That guy is the biggest demon walking the face of the earth, and I go on record He's saying that. He's the worst. Absolutely, and he gets away with that. Yes, it's okay. It's okay. And that, yeah, his behavior is, and we're talking about Trump as Agent Orange. I know I hate to even, you know, mention the name. That's why I do that. But um, we're talking about the fact that he gets away with it, and he has, you know, insinuated himself in all these situations. He was talking uh, trash about Kaepernick and all the others who were bold enough to take the knee. But uh, one other thing with that whole situation that that someone made a really good point online and how they're like, you want to focus on Jay-Z and you want to focus on Colin, we should also be holding the other NFL players accountable. And remember, I have said this in, in shows that we worked on the radio station. I said, and this person made the same point, if all those black NFL players said, you know what, we're not taking the field this Sunday until someone gives Kaepernick a, a shot, we're not going to take the field. Millions would go down the uh, We're 75% of the league. See what that looks like on any given, on one Sunday. If in solidarity they said, we're not taking the field. Right. This, this whole thing could have been over. They could have taken their power, right. taken their power and realized that they have power because they are the money makers of this league and said, until our brother gets a shot and you do him right, right you're not using us either. Yes. And all this would have been over. Yeah, and they, they did do that on the collegiate level. Remember Mizzou, um, year before yeah. last, those people, um, that I can't remember if they had a problem with the president of the college or um, their uh, – how they were being treated, their their um, housing, something something had um, gotten their crawl, and so they said, "We are not going to take the field until you address our demands." And this was at at the University of Missouri, and that lasted all of like not even one Saturday, and boom, that stuff was taken care of in a nutshell. Now the NFL could say, you know, again, I try to, I don't like to use the term devil's advocate, but I kind of try to sit in that seat every now and then, and. Uh, 
So I'm, I'm thinking about the NFL. So the NFL is like, what you guys got to understand, we are a business. And so there's certain things written inside of contracts. Everybody's contract says if you bring any type of reproach up on um, the, 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 the NFL, then we can release you. But here's the other side to that. These rules and regulations and laws are crafted to hold people back in many cases and to keep other people's pockets lined. They're not going to say you can't kneel. They're just going to say that's a reproach. And it's been like that forever. So how do we move forward? Getting back to what is activism today. What response do we as the consumers now who are aware of this Jay-Z NFL deal we're aware of the fact that, you know, Cap still doesn't have a job. What is our responsibility you to know, this and to every other thing that we need to be um, to be aware of and to be speaking out against? Yeah, I mean, and where is police brutality was the whole point that's, that's what it of was. this? And, and, where and, do we do? And, and Where's the next find, step for that? I can't find a more worthy cause to protest. You know, and here's the other thing you were, you were saying about, you know, where do we go, what do we do? So at the, at the consumer level, you know, I, I don't, I've never really followed football, you know, and, but, but here's the deal though. You could, it could be 10 people, you know, five men and, you know, five women standing in a circle talking, saying, yeah, I'm not watching the NFL this year. And then they all go home and turn on the NFL because there's no way to keep them honest. There's yeah. no way to keep them on because it's we we have t too much available to us now. You can stream, you can dream, you can yeah, you can watch it on your everything. phone, you can watch it on the download, <laughs> you know, whatever. Now for me, you know, it was not a hard thing to protest the NFL because right. I watch tennis all the time, so I was like, yeah. I don't watch it anyways. Right. So, so it's <laughs> it was hardly a protest to me because they're like, I don't watch it anyway. Yeah. I'm the only one that's a football head around here. I'm, I'm really playing. not a football head. You know, I, I think I think it's an incredible sport. Okay, but, uh, and I even played it, but because yeah. I've been I've been down with uh, uh, Peyton Manning since his college days. Okay, so I'm uh, all about the Colts and the Bronx. Okay, and, and Bronco they, Nation, right over here. So right, this right, is right. a choice for me yeah. whether I continue the boycott or I come on board. I mean, but I was one of those people still watching on my phone. I didn't physically watch, but I was still watching. Was checking it out. I, I, I have an app on my phone. What so, am I supposed so, to do? So are you a fantasy football person? <laughs> no, I'm not you, that you don't bad. don't do that? I'm not that oh, bad. Oh, yeah, they have no. several. But I'm more, I'm more yeah. collegiate, though, than I am, yeah. than I am um, yeah, yeah, NFL. Pro, okay. I, I'll just put it out there. Alabama, number one. Okay. Crimson. USC. Crimson. Crimson. Yes. Crimson. Crimson, Crimson baby. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go. Okay. Um, at UCL or uh, USC, the Trojans, uh, all the winners, only the winners. Yeah, Poor yeah. Illinois, sit down that somewhere. Stuff, that Quit stuff. playing. Yeah. But um, yeah, so but I I um, took it up when I was in college because that's what it was. That's what you did on Saturdays. We everybody went to the game, so I right. kind of I learned it from there. But um, so yeah, for me, it's been very difficult because I'm trying to be respectful, but at the end of the day. What am I really doing? You know, and what has it really accomplished? And you know, the thing of it is, as you were talking, I was sitting here thinking about the, the, the Longhorn state of Texas. They say in Texas, it is a religion. It is. Oh, like it is. People have been known to literally almost kill people over. Yeah, over high school you games. Get, you, get that, you know, it's kind of like you better get that rev out of here. I have uh, uh, cousins that I grew up with that lived in Texas, and they used to come here for the summer. 
And they and and um, PD played football. He went to Prairie View A and M. The whole nine. So I remember one summer we were all excited <laughs> about taking them to the high school to see our field. You know, so because Amy, I think, yeah, my sister had just gotten her license. Because, and so we're like, okay, come on, you guys, we're gonna go. They got up there to our little field, and they laughed. We were. So, Are you serious? I kid you not. They're like, this is what you, this this is what you call. So the, yeah, they, with, huh? they were. They they were amused. Amused is all I can say. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Great story. Yeah. Right. Great story. But I mean, the, the other thing too, um, as far as like what what to me, activism is. I can sum it up in two words: tangibles. Uh, results. But how do we get that? How do you get that? But see, the thing when you can't is, even get enough of us to go along with a boycott of no, like a business right. or whatever. Right, I agree. And I'm diehard with my boycotts because I take them serious too. You know what? <laughs> Years ago, when it came out that you know the Koch brothers who are the devil incarnate, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. still are. They control the Republican Party, and and you know they make so many of the products that that we use every day. One of which is my husband's favorite toilet paper. Oh boy! I <laughs> <laughs> we talk about such interesting things yes. on the show. But I, I you know, for, for about three years, I would not allow him to purchase this particular toilet paper. Now I have to say, he has worn me down, and you know, as of the last six months or so, he could he has been purchasing this toilet paper. But I was diehard. Like any product that I know is produced by companies owned by the Koch brothers, I'm not going to do it. Now I have stood firm on Papa John's pizza because my husband loves Papa John's. I've never been a fan. My husband was a Papa John's pizza fan. Mm. To this day, I'm like, no, that's not coming in my house. I will not go to Denny's till this day for the way they treated the Secret Service when they were protecting Clinton. And how many years ago was that? But I'm serious on that tip. If if it was my last morsel, I'll go on and die. I'm serious. (laughs) No, what you do is you go bite. You go get some tree bark, see, and you dip it in the, you know, and get you some water. You'll be all right. Roughing it. Yeah, you're allergic. Karen is aller- literally allergic to the planet. Really? Oh my God! To everything. Yeah. She reminds me of my dog. Who? What dog is allergic to carpet and grass? Wow. Mine. Looks like he'll be living in the garage. I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I had to get to. Yeah. Oh yeah. He does have a bed, which he still will get off his bed and lay on the carpet, which is annoying. Yeah. Never heard. Yeah. Never heard of that. But anyway, wow. you guys, thank you so much for participating in this conversation. And it goes so much even deeper. I think we've had a good overall conversation and, and review of the issue. But I think for each and every one of us, us here at the table, the happy squad, you listeners, you have to decide within yourself, within your family unit, what activism means to you and what that, what's, th- what's that going to look like in your life. What sacrifices are you willing to make? And I think, um, Karen, I have to give you full kudos because of I think everyone at this table, <laughs> you are a soldier in this community. You don't up. just talk the talk, you she's, walk it. She's doing it. She's at the NAACP meeting. She's 
at, you know, every meeting in this community that you can think of participating, uh, being an activist. Yeah, actually. You know, her activism is being an activist, and she is there on the front lines of everything that's going on, and I think that's where it begins yeah, is yeah. in your own community. You know, what can you do where I you live to, to make a difference? I think you have to start at the you know at the ground level right where you're at. And the other thing I want to say is really quick. Uh, about probably three weeks ago, I reached out to a guy. There's kind of like a, a I'm going to call it for lack of a better a commission where they're trying to create a liaison. They're trying to a better relationship between. Uh, I think it's the District 150 Police Department and the children. So that was on Facebook, and, and I'm friends with, with the chief and the, the chief of District 150, and, and I reached out to him. He said, well, here's the guy you contact. So I reached out to him and said, hey, I've been wanting to be a part of something like this. I think I can make a difference. Um, and, and, and the guy never hit me back. So, so if you're listening, uh, you know, I, w I would like to make a difference at that. Now, I had to think about, do you really want to do this? Do you really want to be a part of that? And so, um, you know, I, I told myself, yes, yes, I talked to myself. So you I said, know, yes, I, and I'm okay with that. I even asked myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to. You've got to, like, I think some, things out. you got to talk it out loud. Okay so, yeah, you have, it starts in your home, and then from your home, what can you do in your community? Yep. Because, yeah, it's where you're at, the sacrifices that you're willing to make, whether it's joining an organization, whether it's choosing to be a mentor to youth, whatever you can do to make a difference in your community, that's where it begins. That is where it begins. So let's all think about what we can do, what we can do more of um, to make a difference in the world because each and every one of us has a role to play. We're not all billionaires like Jay-Z. We're not all going right. to be visible in our efforts, and a lot of what you do is thankless, but that's mm -hmm. not the point. You do it because yeah. it's the right thing. We, yeah, right. we all have gifts. We all have talents yes. to lend to, uh, to the fight, and it continues. And just, you guys, let's all do our part. We would love to hear from you listeners. What are you doing in your community to make a difference? Share yes. your ideas, yes. share what you're doing. Again, send us a comment on our Facebook page, Get Happy With Jay. You can comment on the website, gethappywithjay.com, where you can catch up on all back archived episodes as well and uh, to leave your comments. We want to hear from you guys. Yes, yes. And again, a thank you to Karen Wilson and to Michael Hurt. And Michael, as we thank said you. at the beginning of the show, you have to give us information on how we can get a hold of this hot new merchandise in your um, in your brand. So talk about that and how people can look you up and support your business that's growing leaps and bounds. Thank you so much. Um, well, the uh, the name of the company is Indigenous Protocol, and the actual site is Indigenous Protocol dot com. I was blessed to be able to get that domain. So keep it simple and um, so yeah you can hit me up um, you can message me through the site you can message me I even have an indigenous protocol uh, Facebook page um, my phone number is 309-472-0227 spend that way for 15 years you can even hit me that way so yeah all right support and that's another thing that you can do support black business all day that is all day. that is yeah if you do nothing else if you never march, if you never join an organization, support a black business. Right. 
right? Our dollars matter. We added trillion dollars to the economy and we need to use our dollars in the most powerful way possible. So once again, visit indigenousprotocol.com and get your merch. The holidays are coming up and it's going to make some those some jersey dresses those jersey dresses are so hot i'm telling you ladies uh they've been selling like hotcakes you, you gotta get one yeah they, and they come in they're 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 cross sizing or what i call generic sizing they're small medium largest large 2x 3x hey. just three sizes all right that's what's up you gotta always remember <laughs> us thickums <laughs> When you remember, when you remember the thickums, you will make some money because we have fewer resources to buy clothing. So I I had a couple thickums walk up to me like this one day. I was like, I get the message. Yep, message loud and clear. (laughs) I wants to see some two X's and three X's. You might even need to go uh, beyond. That's not a cuss word. Two X, three X. Those are not, you know. Yes, more to love, baby, more to love. That's what's up. It's true, though. It's true. So thank you guys so much once again for listening. It's such a pleasure to be back. Again, if you want to be a guest on the show, if you have a particular topic that you want us to discuss, we're all about wellness, but of course we'll talk about everything else because it all makes us who we are. And, of course, that includes topics like we covered today. So once again, as I always tell you guys, until next week, do something to make yourself happy. It's not selfish. It's self-care. Bye-bye.